The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 8 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the show. Today we're looking at, at the UIF matters. Usually we have the segment on a Tuesday morning between 11 and 12, but we had to uh, reschedule earlier in the week. Uh, Makosonke Butelezi is uh, the head of communication uh, at the UIF, the director of communications and marketing. Makosonke, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the listeners. Mm, how, tell us about the protest. Did everything run smoothly? I, I know you were not the one protesting, but um, yeah, w- were you able to uh, assist those that were outside your offices? Yes, we had a protest from NOMSA with other uh, unions, basically from the transport industry bus industry to be specific. I think they were in support of PATCO because PATCO had made some application and some of the workers were not uh, have not been paid. So but everything was orderly so everything went smooth. All right, fantastic. Thank you uh, so much for letting us reschedule uh, today's conversation. Makosonke, before we get into the updates that uh, you you might want to give us from the previous weeks, uh, obviously yesterday we had the Auditor General releasing her report. Um, this is into the second phase of the investigation into COVID-19 relief funds. As the UIF, your general impressions on what the Auditor General's office has said about where you are when it comes to um, you know, distributing tariffs benefits and the work that you've done so far in being able to recover the monies that were wrongfully paid out? Yeah, well, the AG um, indicated that uh, most of the findings that they discovered we seem to have uh, been addressed, uh, although there were still concerns uh, with uh, some of the minor things that we still need to address, but they were generally satisfied. And they indicated that uh, through uh, addressing some of these issues, we were able to recover about, I think, 3.5, if not 3.4 billion rents. Uh, but they indicated that we don't need to rest of our, on our laurels. We still need to make sure that uh, all the gaps that were under identified are addressed going forward. You're right in that, you know, the, the, the Auditor General praised you for having uh, implemented some of the re- recommendations that were made in the first report, and that report would have uh, been delivered by the now late Kemi Makwetu, and, uh, you know, she said that they, they had seen signs of progress there. But she was still concerned about some of the controls at the UIF, and in particular, the fact that there are still payments that are coming out of the terrorist benefit that are going to those who are receiving uh, SASA payouts. This is the uh, Social Relief of Distress Grant and uh, students who are on the NASFAS program and that are receiving money from, from NASFAS. Uh, no, basically it's the opposite. I, what we have done with all the controls that we have uh, we have blocked uh, all those uh, people who are appearing under the SASA system, uh, much to their frustrations, because 
some of them are actually genuine, have been genuinely working, although they are of the retirement age. So um, uh, we have blocked them. We do have a system, and then uh, we also confirm with SASA to uh, confirm if this person is receiving the grant, and we also go to the employer, you know, just to confirm if they indeed have the person that they've uh, applied for in their in the in the in the in, the, in their employ. So uh, basically, we from our side, I think it's from Sasa's side where there are problems with some of their beneficiaries who appear on uh, the UIF uh, system, and uh, we've had a lot of complaints from those people who can't access the SASA grant because they still appear on our system. And and the the appeals process um, and and you know that 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 is taking place, especially for those who are saying, well, I was rejected by Sasa. I know Sasa is going to have its own appeals process for those who are contesting the extent to which they should have been uh, given payments because they might appear on the UIF system, but they're not necessarily receiving any monies. How long is it going to take to resolve this information issue between the entities? Uh. Like we have said, uh, we have already uh, linked up with the SASA system. That is why from our side we are able to get that information in terms of people who are uh, on their database and who have applied for the test and vice versa. We are also able to assist them. Uh, to check on our system if those people who have applied for the grant are indeed in our system still open. And what we have discovered is that uh, it's cases where a person was uh, retrenched, uh, say, before lockdown or even two years before lockdown, but the employer never supplied information so that we can terminate the person on our system. So uh, since now we are able uh, to work together with them, if they send us a database where uh, such issues are raised, we are able to check from our side and then terminate the person. Makosonke, I see that you also have an update in terms of the SIU investigation that um, is being conducted into some of the executives at the UIF who were suspended a couple of months ago. Yeah, the latest I know about that investigation is that they have uh, finalized the first part that was relating to the findings that had to do with procurement. Uh, now they are busy with the data analytics, uh, which relates to the issues that we're talking about, where they will pay people who are of a retirement age, sorry, and people who are under age, and those who are deceased and so forth. Uh, they are busy with that investigation. Uh, have they given any indication of when it's going to be ready? Uh, if I recall, they said by mid-December uh, they would have concluded the, the investigation. Of course, at the same time, Makosonke, you're facing a situation where uh, some of the cases, so the fraud and money laundering cases, where people you know, did submit uh, fraudulent information are before the courts, and some employees of 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 uh, the UIF who were found to uh, who are believed to have been complicit are also part of those court cases. How are you managing these different situations? 
Uh, in fact, Kathy, we throughout the all these people who have been arrested and so forth, and the investigations that ensued, which led to some of the arrests, we haven't had uh, an instance where a thing I'd pointed to any of our officials uh, as such. So so far, we don't have confirmation of our officer of, of, of our officials, you know, being in cahoots in uh, fraudulent activities with some of the people from outside. So we have, instead we are on regular basis uh, getting all these um, and even even since we are starting with the follow the money process, getting all these fraudulent claims and we report them to the fusion center. Okay, so so just to be clear, Mark Kosonke, you're saying as it stands, there have been no UIF employees um, that have been named or even implicated in some of the cases that are before the courts? Definitely, yes. Okay, and, and, and those cases where, of course, we did see the suspension of, of some officials uh, that were paying themselves effectively. I think some, if, if memory serves the uh, uh, okay, um, my memory has gone completely blank, so I can't even give you the figure of mm. how much at the time was said to have been taken by some UIF officials. You know, the SIU also, um, they confiscated some vehicles in uh, out in Pretoria in, in Soshanguve, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. Do you remember the story I'm talking about? Yes, I do remember clearly, yeah, uh-huh. but that wasn't the UIF official at all. It was somebody who worked for a company that had applied, mm-hmm. and somehow they put their banking details, and the money that were supposed to be paid into that company's banking details were paid to them. Hence, then, uh, uh, I see. yeah, it okay. wasn't the UIF Okay, official. I see, I see. Well, thank you so much for that roundup, uh, Marco Songe, quite a bit that uh, has been happening in that that particular space. When we come back, I think what we'll do is begin with the feedback in particular uh, for Sis Nora. You'd remember she's been calling us for um, a couple of weeks now, uh, wanting to know what exactly is the status of her UIF payment. So um, we will begin with that when we come back after this quick break. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point. We're in conversation with Makosonge Butelezi, who is the Director of Communications and Marketing at the UIF. And of course, we're also getting ready to wrap um, this feature up. I think uh, this will be the second last of uh, this particular feature that we do for um, for this year. So just a, a quick note that I thought may be important to mention to all of our listeners. Uh, Makosonge, let's begin with the issue of um, Mamnora, who had been calling us and had complained about not having received um, her UIF payment. Yes, uh, that's correct, Casey. So, Mam Nora indicated that uh, she worked for, I think, a, so, a clinic in Dobsonville, which falls under the Department of Health in Gauteng from 2001 till 2014. I won't get into the details as to how she was terminated, but let's look at the UIF side of things. So prior to 2017, all public servants, including myself, were not covered by the UIF. 
And uh, when we checked uh, on the documents that she submitted, her IRP5 and the salary advice, there was no UIF reference number. There was no UIF deductions, which means she wasn't registered uh, with the UIF, which was correct because she was a public servant. And uh, and and uh, therefore, uh, since there were no contributions and she wasn't registered uh, for UIF, she didn't qualify uh, for UIF because she wasn't a contributor. And it is only now, after 2017, when the Act was amended, that now we could be covered by government, but that has not been affected. But now government employees uh, also now should be contributing to IF. But in her case, she, she wasn't a contributor, just like any of us. So, Makosonke, what advice do you have for Mamnora? Because I think that she also has said that there are some outstanding issues regarding her termination um, that haven't been attended to, uh, and she hadn't rec- she hasn't received any monies really uh, for for the time that she did work as as a, a government employee. Uh, that is a tough question because as we were interacting in the documents she has sent, she has appealed to the bargaining council. Uh, I think three times, according to her, the case was thrown out. Mm-hmm. She even went as far as the labor court. Even then, her case was unfortunately uh, thrown out. She uh, even went to as far as I think the... Um, what is this public service commission, if I'm not mistaken? You know, she went to all the uh, offices, she knocked in all the doors that could assist her, you know. But uh, what they maintain is that she had re- retired, she was not fired. So I think um, that has been her journey. So I'm not too sure going forward what is it that one could uh, advise on, because I would have said. Uh, mention all the places that she has been already. So, so, so basically, she she doesn't. There's simply no more options. It, it, that's the sense that I'm getting. And and I'm I'm assuming, of course, that you would have uh, consulted with some of your other colleagues in government uh, because you know after you you did give us that commitment to to try and assist in the situation. So what I did, fortunately, she was kind enough to send all the correspondence that she has even had with the Department of Labor, Mm. dating back as far back as 2014, which uh, each and every response was at some point no, uh, which I think that's what led to some of the actions that she took, Mm. where that, no, this doesn't fall within the Department of Labor. There is a nursing bargaining council that you need to go to because it's an internal matter between you and as the employer of the Department of Health and the bargaining council is there to sort this thing out. And she went and hence um, she informed me that the case was thrown out and she went as further as going to the labor court. So, um, Yes, I have checked on all the documentation from the Department of Labor side uh, to see if they, they've been able to assist, and there are letters to that effect.
Okay, all right. Marcus Onke, thanks for, thanks for that update. And I know many of our listeners have been very concerned about what it is that Mam Nora can do, what are the options that are available to her. I think short of maybe getting her in touch with a labor lawyer, uh, it looks yeah. like some of the options, at least uh, by way of the entities that, that would have been able to assist, um, it looks like some of those options have been completely exhausted. Uh, thanks for yeah. that, Marcus Onke. And do, do you have any other feedback that you want to give us in terms of uh, the cases that you've been dealing with? Yeah, there was there was one from Peter. I think he called on behalf of his son. The son's status was pending. So when we checked on the system, uh, we realized that the company, uh, the applicant or the employer, the company is under a forensic uh, block, which means uh, there's investigation. Uh, we don't know what are the reasons, and I think that is the reason why the uh, the application is still pending. For, for those for those employees who whose status does reflect that, where companies are being investigated, is there another way, Makosonge, outside of just freezing the 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 entire account that the URF is looking at? Uh, I know that uh, there were talks uh, between UIF and some of the social partners at NEDA to say, can't we just pay uh, those whose account 100% and then we can look at the other ones within the same company where there are no questions. But then I think uh, that didn't go anywhere against the findings of the Auditor General. Because some of these uh, applications that are blocked uh, have been uh, flagged by the Auditor General himself. So um, hence now we block the entire thing and do a proper investigation, unfortunately. So, so effectively, they're just going to have to wait until those investigations are done? Uh, pretty much so, yes. And, and do we know when the bulk of these investigations might be concluded? So it depends on the complexity of, of the case. Some are concluded very quickly, uh, but some that go as far as going to court, they take quite a while if they go to to court. But those ones that uh, don't go to a externally, we are able to conclude them quite quickly. And of course, the difficulty is that these employees can't necessarily access something like the SASA SRD grant in, in the moment, in the interim. Yes, certainly that is the reality. Yeah, so pe- people are li- literally left with, uh, with very little options if they have mm-hmm. options a- at all. Lydia and Tembisa, good morning. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, I'm calling from the company LSC. All right, Lydia, go for it. Yes. Actually, you see, I don't even know where to start. Uh, but to ask Mr. Makaswanke. How are you, Mr. Makaswanke? Hello. Hope you're good. Uh, firstly, I would like to know when should we start? When should we expect his money as it's already end of the year? No changes in the, our status, and some of our colleagues haven't even received a cent. We don't know because every time we're asking our company, they're telling us they 
engaging with you every day. They're busy pushing you, but there's no changes. We really don't know what's happening. Can you please help us with that? And the other thing, we from Sassol Sites in the LSC company, we were told our test for August, September is pending. It's been two months now. We don't know if there are investigation or what, but nobody's telling us anything. We just want to know when will it be processed, because it's been two months now, pending. All right. And the other status is still saying no employee found. Mm-hmm. We just want to know what's happening with that. All right. And... and Okay. Lydia, here's what I'm going to do. It's 11.30. I'm going to go to the news headlines. I'll obviously keep you on the line. Uh, You can finish after the news headlines and Makosonke will also respond, okay? Okay, thank you. Utsile Sako, good morning. Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, coming up at noon is the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Today, they'll be looking at the controversial PPE tender awarded to Ledla Structural Developments that has been cancelled. That's in a ruling by the Special Tribunal of South Africa. So they'll give you an update on on that story. And teacher union Satu Afroforum and independent pupils are in the Pretoria High Court today. They're challenging the instruction by Basic Education Minister um, this is Njumutsecha and the department for the rewriting of two leaked matric exam papers. And that would be your physical science paper two and maths paper two. So that court case is underway right now uh, within that court. And Sakina will bring you an update on what uh, some of the arguments that have come out of court so far are. Uh, and of course, they'll have plenty more news as always on the update at noon. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. All right, so we're continuing with our feature on the UIF. Makosonke Butelezi is the Director of Communications and Marketing at the UIF. And remember, this is the second uh, second last installment of this particular feature. You can call us on 011-714-2006. Now, the SMS line is 41391. On WhatsApp, it's 614 614- one zero four one zero seven and on social media on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag SFM Talking Point. Before we went to news, Lydia in Timbisa, you were telling us uh bringing back the issue of LSC and how there's still people that haven't been paid. Yes, yes, true. And actually we are very suffering we asking our company what's happening. They're telling us, no, the process is with labor. Labor is holding up everything because we, we're engaging with them every day, asking them what's happening. So if they're engaging with you every day, what actually are you telling them? What processes are you taking? And when are we getting the result of that? Because every time we're asking, there's no answer of what, of what we're looking for. And the other thing I would like to ask, as I was badly bent in my legs last year, uh, as, and I'm still suffering from the injury, we went for, for the follow-up on Monday. Monday we were at labor. I was with one of my colleagues who's, go, who's going through the same thing. And we were told our application is disappeared from the system. I want to know why. How can it disappear from the system while my 
company submitted for, my, for me and I also submitted some other forms. They even told me, even if you can submit the forms now, there's nothing we can help you with. As long as you're experiencing pains, there's nothing we can do. We're not going to pay you anything. I want to know what steps can I take from that because I'm still suffering from this pain. Please help me with that. So thank you for that, Lydia. The latter issue, uh, the injury on duty issue, unfortunately doesn't fall within the purview of the unemployment insurance fund. It falls under the compensation fund, but I would um, ask Labour to take your details so that and your ideas so that we can then refer the matter to the compensation fund. Now let's okay. come to the outstanding payments uh, under LSC. Uh, Kathy, uh, you know we've discussed uh, this matter and we indi- payments were made and uh, Joseph even attested to this pattern. Uh, she indicated, as leader rightly said, there are some of the payments that are still outstanding. And uh, there could be various uh, reasons uh, for those individuals. Could be uh, banking details uh, needs to be verified. That's amongst them. It could be things like declarations. So um, this needs to be looked at case by case uh, because it's the exceptions. Uh, since we were able to pay uh, the bulk of, 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 of LSC employees. And uh, there are instances that she, she indicated we may have paid April, April, May, June, July, but August we have not paid. So we pay per iteration so for, for the lockdown period. So what we are doing and we have been doing for the whole of this week is we do reruns. Uh, from April of the claims that were outstanding. So, say, for example, uh, we were waiting for a declaration. Now the declaration is in. When we do a rerun, then the system is able to pick it up, and then payment is processed. And there are instances where some of the workers did not receive payment for April, but have received for the consequent month. So it means, uh, let's say you've been waiting for April or May, but we're paid for a period between July and August. So it means when we did that run, uh, we're able to pick up that that application is competent to be paid. Uh, but then uh, the, the, when we do the reruns, then we are able uh, for the previous months, then we are able to also pick it up that the application is competent, and then we are able to pay. Lydia, does that answer your questions? Yes, but on top of that, I would like to know about this pending list. If they some um, investigation, maybe on the banking details, does it really have to take two months? Because it's been long since we've been waiting for it. Since they've been telling us, no, they're still processing it. It's going to take, actually, it's taking for how long? Well, it depends. It depends is it because there are instances, uh, let me make an example. We, there is a case that I was dealing with where 
the applicant has, uh, as an example, Makosonke Butelezi in the system, but in the bank, it's GM Butelezi. So when the verification is done, then you have uh, a disjuncture between the information that we have in the system test application and uh, um, the banking details. So things like those take a while because then we need to go back to the individual and say, look, in your bank account, these are your details, but on the system, these are your details. So we need then uh, the individual to either go to the bank and change those details so that they can make the application or vice versa. So it really depends on uh, the case at hand. Okay. All right, Lydia, thank you so much for that call. And I see that it looks like we've got uh, a number of LSC matters coming up. Uh, I see Joyce is one of those that has been queued up on the phone. Before we go to Joyce, let me go to uh, Sabelo in Kwamashu. Sabelo, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Go for it. Uh, my my story, Kathy, is regarding the 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 old type of UIF, not uh, not under the COVID one. So I, I just want to find out from Mr. Makosonke there if maybe you can have a situation because I cannot like uh, apply for well I did apply but I, I, I was not approved for for the SASA unemployment fund. But my situation is last year, which was uh, 2019. 19 years. Uh, I was dismissed from, dismissed from work and I applied for UIF and I did uh, get my first payment and after my first payment they gave me a date, a second date. And then I went for the second date and I think there was load shedding that, load shedding that time. So uh, the, the, the official there told us to must leave our stuff there so we know if 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 the system comes back and then if the system comes back online and then enter our details, then we know if there was money in our still left in our UF, yes or no. So I I can't apply for SASA, I can't apply for anything. So I don't know if Mr. Makasonga can check for me if maybe I'm still uh, on the UIF system or not. So Sabelo, it's quite possible. Uh, because you said you went and you uh, received one payment of the unemployment benefit. Yes, chances are you are definitely under our system. So um, did you say you went to, to sign for the continuation of payment and there was a a problem? The office wasn't working. Marco um, Sanke, let me do this. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry to interrupt there. It, it, the, the conversation unfortunately went on a little longer than I anticipated. Let's take a quick break and we'll continue after this. on SAFM. We're continuing with our feature on the UIF. This is the TARS payment. Sabelo Nkwama Shuyo calling us today. But of course, uh, your complaint has nothing to do with TARS. Makosonke, you were still trying to uh, find out what some of the problems that uh, uh, might be getting in the way for Sabelo are. 
Yes, but I think um, I will advise Sabelo to, um, if he hasn't been back to the labor center, because he needs to sign that continuation of payment form. Uh, he can go back to the labor center to sign it. Alternatively, he can do it online if he goes to ufiling.gov.za and register as the user and complete the continuation of payment form. Uh, probably there's still some money that he needs to get because um, you, if you have enough um, credits, you, 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 you should be able to get a, a payments up to 12 months. All right. All right. Okay, okay Sabelo, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, Joyce, let me come to you. Joyce and Alex, hello. Good day, Kitty and Ra Hi, Joyce. If you're calling me, it means that there's bad news again. I thought that our problems were sorted. Uh, not yet resolved. As I said, I've uploaded SASM for the good job they are doing. We are on 80, estimated 80%. So we're still struggling with this 20% because now it's December and Makosonga is still coming with. Uh, too much speculations are around our issue. And our problem is this. Every little cent that they have to pay us, we have to fight. SM have to work hard for this. Remember the, the amount they paid us a couple weeks ago. You were even saying that the, our issue now has to go on escalation to the ministry. That's when now we got that uh, outstanding amount of May, June. However, that amount were even short paid. And I asked Makosonke that couple weeks ago on air. He said that it's because some got back to work. We never got back to work. We're still sitting at, at home. And you guys are still cutting our money. You know, guys, you are so brutal. You're cutting people's money who are still struggling to get job. Our life now is still unsettling. We, we don't know where we're going to get back to work. We don't know. We really don't don't understand what is happening. Makosonke, we ne- you you never come on air with something fruitful to 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 LSC staff members. Some of us, our money are still with with withhold by by this, that employer, but you can't just send the in, in inspector to the to the office to get that money for our colleagues. April, May, June is a disaster. Our colleagues are still crying. I mean, Katie, now we, we are nine months sitting sitting home. We only got paid for for four months. It's a maximum that they paid. Some are still in tears. They only got once. And that four months, if it wasn't SEFM, we, we couldn't even get anything. Their plan is just to lose our mind. And our concern is this now. They know exactly where the corruption comes from. But, but they still say they're going to send the auditors with a budget of, I mean, a scary amount of 900000 They still want to misuse the taxpayers' money while they have to go straight to LSC. LSC is being raised all over the country. Even at Cape K- K- TV, K- 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 TV, they know they know these cases. Makosonki, you, you guys must name. Now it's our. I think it's our last call. We are tired. Ty- we are very tired. We are going to the to the Christmas. Christmas is next week. We need our money. And last time you you said you, you our employer didn't apply for us. 15 August to 16 September. It is long applied for. 
it is still on hold. It's still saying not yet processed. And we were expecting to get that money in a package because we've been long waiting for this money. So we still, you're still paying us in pieces. Makosongi, please, please, we need everything now. We need everything. We need to collect each and every cent because there's no sign that we can go back to work. There's no sign we can get employment back. So mm-hmm. please, don't be brutal. Don't be, this employer is so, it, you know, you know, we were working for the monsters for the, for the past 12 years. Some of us, we worked for that labor broker for, for a long time. So we don't know why are they doing this to us. And even now, they've never applied for us for a October. We have to get them. No, Makosonti, just call. After this call, after the radio show, call that employer to apply for us for October. They've never applied for us. And some of the colleagues asked them a couple of days ago. They just give, you know, a, a thinking answer. Mm, how, how, could, okay. how could you say how could you say to the employee who who are struggling, who are suffering that you are about to to um, to, to to apply? That's the answer that we got from Joyce Wade. I mean this this lady must go today. Joyce Wade and Philip Mayer must go today. You know, we are very tired. We are very tired and we are very tired of the company that's still using NSC labor broker like Emperor Palace. They know very very well that these people are exploiting the workers. Mm. How long? How long we've been crying? Even at the parliament, they, they at the parliament they know, but they are not doing anything. What they can do is to set, you know, a scary amount of money for the auditors, while they know that they, they have to go straight to to LSC. Okay. No, 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 no. Mm. And 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 the other thing is this: what is happening with foreign people money? They can never exclude these guys. They are the brothers and this and sisters. How long? How long they've been telling the foreign people that they verify? And couple, I mean, it's almost six weeks. We've been told that labor department system is now working smooth. The very the verification is it's sorted. So what is it that is still holding foreign people money? Okay. What is what is holding our money? All right, we, Lydia. Um, sorry, sorry, sis Joyce. Let me let me give Makosonke an opportunity uh, to to respond because I think the point has been has been really well made, Makosonke. Uh, thank you, Katie. Um, I'm not going to respond to everything that Joyce has said, uh, but I need to indicate that uh, UIF does not cut anyone's money. It is the employer that applies uh, based on that information that is provided by the employer. And provided the, we are satisfied with the information, then we pay. And then the employer then pays uh, the employees. So it is not UIF that cuts money. And in any cases, I've said before, if it happens that the employer doesn't pay the employees, we are going to be able to catch them with the process that we have started uh, last week. And in terms of paying the foreign employees, we have started uh, last week. Uh, we've paid about $80 million if I'm not mistaken. So we started with that process, and uh, I'm sure some of the uh, foreign employees uh, have received the money. So I think I will limit my response to that. All right, Joyce, just one final short word from you. Okay, the, the final short word I will say is these people are not transparent because everything around LEC it's a mess. Foreign people that working 
other companies from all over the country got their money. But when coming to LSC, everything is a, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Even us, we're we still struggling. And Makosondi, just to, to clarify to you, as, as I said to you that we've never got back to, to work, the profile that the employer is giving you, I think it, it's a blue lie. We need our money in full. We okay. need our money in full. Because according to the scale that we have given us, we know that for May and June we had to get 7000 and a couple cents. But payment status, it says it's 6500 of which most of the employees got shot with amount uh, approximately 500 to 300. So where does that money go to? Men Makosonke, we as employees, we cannot pay for you and the, and the LSC employer, employer your court cases. You want to to recollect our money. You cut our money to, to pay your court cases. We never send anyone to loot. We never send anyone to do fraud. So please never include us on all your court cases that you went through. Okay. So we cannot pay that balance. We can never. We can never. We need everything sorted. Casey, SAS has done everything. So we still thank you a lot because if it wasn't, I think we, we didn't even get even a single cent. And even the EFF, Mrs. Mkhalidi, mm. last time, last time he, he told them that she is aware of this radio. She is aware. So they must sort, out, sort everything out. We are tired, Katie. We cannot be on air every time. It's been six weeks. Mm. Six weeks. Mm. So mm. we must get over this. Next week, it's Christmas. I, I hear so, you, Joyce. I, I really, really hear you. Okay. So, so I mean... I mean, like, lastly, if they know that the employer is, is still giving us a problem, is still feeling, feeling pain to, to apply for us, why they can't find a way for us so that everyone can apply for herself? Okay. All right, Joyce, I'm going to have to leave it there because we still have other people to get to. But um, thanks for coming on to the show and again raising this issue. Golden in Tluarkop, good morning. Good morning, this is Katie and Matasante. Hi. Hi, Golden. Uh, I can see the heat here. I can hear it. It's very hot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I did, I just um, spoke to my my HR and then I tried to make a joint venture with my Kosonke so that they can communicate and try to help each other. Mm. And then yesterday I just engaged with my HR. He just told me that, no, the system is trying to pick up now, uh, but... Uh, when he checked to the system. And now what I want to know, Mr. Makosonke, when are we getting paid? Because it's only for me, it's only even one month. So as we're struggling, we need that uh, one month only, please, Mr. Makosonke. If you can verify for me that maybe uh, I can uh, try to be uh, calm. Because uh, we've been humbled since from the beginning. We even not uh, gun you or do something or attack because sometimes it's not your problem. We do understand that, but mm. can you please assist us uh, to get the knowledge of knowing when are we getting paid? Okay. Marco Sonke? Uh, Golden, that's being very unfair. I've sent an email to Golden indicating uh, I responded to this question already, but I will respond nevertheless. So he's right. Um, with, hey, there, he's HR has sent us the CSV file, 
um, because what was incorrect there was the dates uh, for the May claim. Instead of indicating the time from uh, 1st May to 31st May, they said 31st May to 4 April. So they've corrected that, and uh, they sent it, I think, uh, last week, and I indicated to Colin that I have sent it to the team that works with CSV files, and they will upload it, and once that is done, there will be a rerun, as I've indicated to you, Katie, that this week there'll be a rerun of the previous month, and the system uh, will pick it up, and then hopefully payment will be there. I've given this feedback to, to Colden. Oh, which means which means I couldn't understand the feedback, but it's fine. Uh, sorry about that, Mr. Makoswanke. What we need, we just need to know when, because your system as well, uh, that department, can you please push them somewhere, somehow? Uh, they were, we're going to Christmas, as Sue uh, Joyce was saying. We need that little bit of a sense. Um, Colin, I wish I could definitely commit to a date, but I'm unable to do that because it's an automated system. Uh, okay, no problem, sir. All right, All right, okay, Golden, thank you. Thank you so much for that call. We've got a couple of questions that have also come in on the WhatsApp line. I will just go for it and see how many we're able to get through before we have to hand over to the next show. Katie, I just want to remain anonymous. If possible, please, could you relate this to Marco Sonke? From June, we haven't got our money. And when we check there in the Labor Department, it does appear. But our company is saying uh, no payment was made to their account. So it's been six months now. The company is a blue synergy. It's an agent, in fact. But please, Marcos, can take this further. Because for, for like six months, we don't have money. But sometimes it does appear in your system. Could you please help us? We are starving. Hi, Kathy. You're speaking to Divin Kwanzaa in Plumfundul. I want, I heard that you're going to have UIF session today. I just want to ask, um, will you be, will I be able to claim UIF if I only worked for, 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 for three months i just got a job in this company just for three months but i just here now is, is closing down so i've worked for three months so will i be able to claim the uaf if i've worked within that period thank you sis katie if you could just please ask uh must please investigate that's an agency. From June, we haven't got our pay, but there I phoned this morning at the call center. They said they did make some payments, but they never reached our accounts. Okay. Uh, so, Makosonke, just maybe very briefly in a minute, just to respond to what some of those listeners can do. 
Yes, uh, the one who's asking if uh, you can claim for UIF, even if he has worked three months. Um, it depends if he has worked before and there are previous credit days that he accumulated and has never claimed because we look at the four-year previous cycle. So if it happens that he loses his job now, he must uh, apply for unemployment uh, benefit. We will look at his employment history and we'll find that he has never claimed before. Then we'll add all the credit days and then we'll find that he can receive uh, payments. Uh, this one of Plus Energy, we will definitely, it's a pity, I hope we can get uh, some more details in terms of the reference numbers and stuff so that we can follow up and be able to report next week. All right, it's just gone midday. Um, it's 12 o'clock. Sakina Kamwendo is up next with the updated noon. This is where we wrap it up for today. Makosonke Butelezi, thank you for your time. And yes, we'll be back with you again tomorrow as we wrap up the week. Uh, Sakina, good afternoon.